0: This uh, this new series here uh, about um, who are you, who are you in Christ, and what is the purpose of the church? How's the how the church is at work, and what things are uh, going on, and uh, how the Lord is using um, all of these uh, types of things in our life? And it's important to know um, what the Lord is doing, primarily because there is an identity crisis that all of us face. Um, We face this identity crisis um, because we really don't know who we are. And sometimes we look towards other people, we look towards other things, trying to figure out who we are, and we end up coming up empty handed or we become frustrated because we're not really fulfilled. We're not really understanding uh, who we are And we're looking for approval. We're looking for a a definition of what the world is is trying to say to us. And it's not really matching up with the way that God created us. So the Lord is using all of these things in the book of Ephesians to teach us who we are in Christ. So let's take a look here um, just primarily um, what God has to say about this. um, Because it is important to know. Um, what the Lord says, and what he says about us. So we're going to start here in uh, verse number three. And let's take a notice here what, what God has to say here. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I have here the Word of God. It's truth. It changes us, it transforms us. It's quick and it's powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. It shows us our deepest need inside of our hearts. It shows us what we really are. It shows us that without Christ that we are not good. And it is truth. And it speaks to us. It has the ability to transform us. Do you believe that? Do I believe that? Do we as a church, do we believe that? His word will never pass away. It stands for for all eternity. Do we believe it? And I believe that as we, as, as people that know the Lord, when we come to God's word, God's word speaks to us and it shows us what we need to know. But do we believe it? Why are we faced with such an identity crisis as as believers? We're looking for definition from the world. We're looking for definition of what we should be, but when Christ already lays it all out for us. And we find here in the book of Ephesians what the Lord has to say, and he tells us very plainly, He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, notice this, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You know, when I think about that, we find just in that verse alone three times the word blessed, and we are blessed by God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are blessed by God? Oftentimes when we talk to people, many times people don't think that they're blessed by God. Or sometimes they think that their blessings are only limited to the physical. Whether that be a house or or a good paying job or a roof over their head or clothes and Yeah, we understand all of those physical things. But God's word tells us that we are blessed. There is a spiritual bounty that has been heaped upon us. We have a spiritual bounty that only comes from God. There's a lot of doubt whether that what God gives us is the best. Do you believe that God gives you the best? Romans chapter 8, verse 32 says, he, speaking of God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? What exactly is a blessing? I really had to rack my brain about this because I was thinking about it. It's like, what is a blessing? What is it? Is it when we have good days? Is it when things just seem to go right? How many of you ever had a canker sore in your mouth? You know how annoying those can be? And that's all that you can seem to think about. Man, I wish this canker sore would just go away. And finally, when it does go away, you're like, okay, great. Life's back to normal. All right, awesome. But what is a blessing The word blessing here in this verse is where we get our word eulogy, and it means to speak well of. Since God is the one acting in this verse, we can say that God has spoken good things to you, to me. He's spoken good things to those that are in Christ. I want you to look at the progression here in this verse. Look at what he says here in verse number three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is the giver of all of these things. Our blessings originate with God and not man. Everything you are blessed with is because of him, not because of some man. Listen to what James chapter one, verse 17 has to say. He says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. You know, with God's blessings, life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. Without his blessings, we all have guilt, loneliness, and despair in our life. We are driven by our sins and have problems in our relationships. People do not know what normalcy is, they figure they have to put up with a bad marriage or fears. But the good news is the fact that Jesus Christ came. The good news is the fact that the gospel truth is that God has brought a whole other set of good things in this world that can restore us to normalcy. His love through Christ solves all of those problems. And he is the giver of all spiritual things. Then why don't we then experience these blessings? Because we don't believe his word. We don't believe what God has said to be true about us. We look at God's word and we say, yeah, okay, great, thank you. I'm I'm glad for that, I'm glad for that. But we don't believe it. We go on living our life just as if everything was messed up. God has given us so many good things that they, they should be overflowing in our lives. I mean, why would Jesus go through all the trouble of saying that he would give us living water that would be gushing out? Why would he say that if that wasn't true? Why would would Paul be inspired to write here and say that blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing if that wasn't true? We just don't believe his word. We don't believe what God has to say about it. Notice this, that we are the receiver of all these blessings. It says that he has blessed us. You see, those that are in Christ are the ones who receive good things. Say, Mike, well, what about me if I don't know Christ? God's blessing is not on you then. Instead, the Bible tells us that God's wrath is upon you because you don't know his son, Jesus. Without Christ, you are lost in your sin and condemned already, God's word tells us. And if you die without Christ, the Bible tells us clearly that those without Christ will go to hell. They'll be separated from God for all of eternity in the lake of fire. And so God desires to give his blessings. And if you don't know Christ, I encourage you to repent of your sin and turn to Jesus. And if you are in Christ, the Bible tells us that we receive These good things, we receive a good (laughs) blessings, these blessings that are given to us. Notice what also it says here, that the object of this is that it is every spiritual blessing. And don't let that word slip by you, spiritual blessing. Why doesn't Paul just say blessings, or why not physical blessings? You know, I really had to question, what is a spiritual blessing? Is it salvation? Is it the Holy Spirit? What is a spiritual blessing? It says every spiritual blessing. Now, obviously, there is more than one. As we progress through this book here of Ephesians, I think you'll start to see these blessings as they are unfolded for us through the scriptures. But the emphasis is where those blessings are given. Notice what he says here. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing where? In the heavenly places. What is that? Where is that? Are we speaking of heaven? Not necessarily, because this phrase, heavenly places, is used five other times in the book of Ephesians. We find it in Ephesians 1.3, in the heavenly places. In Ephesians 1.20, he says, Which he brought out about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians 2.6, and says, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 3.10 says, in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. And Ephesians 6.12, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood But against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of the darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And we might want to conclude what we think about the heavenlies as being heaven, but it can't necessarily always mean that. Even in the heavenly places, there are evil spiritual forces that are at work, is what Ephesians 6.12 tells us. So we must conclude that this phrase is the same as the spiritual world. We must understand that as a believer in Christ, because we are in Christ and we've been placed in Christ, that we have a new nature, a spiritual nature that is alive within us. And yes, even though we, we live in this physical world and we see physical things, there is a spiritual realm that is about us. If our eyes could be open to the spiritual world that is here right now, it'd probably frighten us. And so God's Word tells us that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Nothing has been held back from God. He has given us the very best. And God is so concerned with this that he wants us to be filled, fulfilled in him by being blessed by these spiritual blessings. That's why he has given us every spiritual blessing. Blessing. So I had to ask myself this question. Why is it that I care more about the physical than the spiritual? Why is food and drink, clothing, housing, money, and the tangible things more important than the spiritual realm? Why do we choose to live such weak and unspiritual lives? You know why? Because we are convinced that the physical is better than the spiritual. And God says, I want you to know that I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And instead of believing what God says, we run to the world, we run to the physical things and say, look how blessed I am. We have been lied to, and we have been duped. All of the physical things are going to pass away. They're not eternal. They won't last. But God says, I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing. This brings us to our second point. Because of the spiritual bounty that we have been blessed by God with, it has come because we have been chosen in Christ. Look what he says here in verse number four. He says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. The spiritual blessings are a result because we have been chosen in Christ. I don't think we really grasp the full reality of that statement that we have been chosen in Christ. Do you remember when you were growing up maybe uh, in grade school or middle school and you'd go out on recess time and it would come time to play a game And we're going to pick teams. And do you remember you're standing there and you're probably the last guy to be picked? I love this, what God's word has to say because it says that he chose us before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and blameless before him. You see, salvation is offered freely to all who receive Christ. And God had a tremendous plan to redeem mankind. And the purpose of them being redeemed is that they, those who receive Christ, would be holy and blameless before him. I want you to see God's amazing love in this. Because God chose us to be holy and blameless. And see, both of these words, they have to deal with our sanctification process. Because we have been blessed by God with every spiritual blessing in the spiritual realm, God wants us to be holy and he wants us to be blameless before him. And because he has chosen us before the foundation of the world, we are to be distinct from the way that the world thinks, and distinct from the values of those who are enslaved to greed and various lusts of this world. Listen to what Ephesians 5 27 has to say. It says that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. When we talk about being blameless, it means to be having to have integrity. It means that you are the same person in private as you are in public. You think and act the same way when no one is watching you. Having that integrity, being blameless. You know, I think that as a believer in Christ, sometimes we we fail God. That's true, that's true of my own life. I've had a lot of a lot of misfires. I've had a lot of problems and issues in my life where I've allowed sin to creep into my life. And I think sometimes when we allow sin to creep into our life, we, we start looking at our relationship with God and we say, oh man, this is, this is just a mess and I just, I'm just going to give up. But you know that verse right there, verse number four, is such an encouragement because we're talking about our sanctification, our growth in Christ that as we as believers, we are supposed to be continuing to grow? Did you know that God knew the worst about you before you were saved and yet he still chose you to be holy and blameless before him? He knew the very worst about you. All the ugly things, all the secret things, all the, all the horrible, dark things about your life, God knew them, and yet he still chose you. Maybe you as a believer right now, you're going through some, some difficult times and where you're kind of on the, on the verge of saying, man, I, I don't know about this. I, I don't know if I can continue moving forward with Christ. Can I encourage you? He chose you knowing the very worst about you, and he wants you to be holy and blameless before him. He wants you to continue. He wants you to continue pushing forward. He wants you to continue in your relationship with him. Maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe that's where a friend of yours is or a family member of yours is. God wants you to continue moving forward. And so, our growth process in Jesus Christ is all of this where the Lord is working in us because he has blessed us spiritually. There's been a spiritual bounty that's been heaped upon us. And we've been chosen in Christ. We've been chosen. Am I becoming more like him in my relationships? In the words that I say, the things that I do, am I becoming more like Jesus Christ? And this brings us now to our third point, because we are blessed by God because of a spiritual bounty that becomes we are chosen in him. And notice this, lastly, listen to what he says here in verses five and six, and I love this, because we are adopted. Adopted. It says, in love, he predestinated us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. I love this. If you have ever wondered if God's love is real or if it's ever been extended to you, just consider these truths of what God's word has to say. God chose you and predestinated you in love for adoption before the foundation of the world. Before the creation of the world, before we ever even existed, God looked on us in our need and he looked upon his son, crucified and risen as the all-sufficient atonement for all of the sins, every sin. And because of that, he chose us to be holy and blameless and to that end, he predestinated us to adoption. And it happened before the creation of the world. This was all part of his will. You see, we are adopted through Jesus Christ. What in the world does that mean? That we are adopted in Jesus Christ. It means that to be adopted by God, we had to be, we had to be died for. Somebody had to take our place. Somebody had to pay the penalty. Somebody had to pay the price. You see, before the foundation of the world, God saw that we would be sinners and planned the death of his son so that our sins could be forgiven and God's wrath removed. And through that, we are adopted. Do we understand the love of God? Do you understand the love of God? Do we comprehend it? You see, we will not understand the love and the depth of his love until we get a fresh glimpse of our exceeding sinfulness. What we really are. You see, we're not cute little orphans that God was attracted to. Rather, we were enemies in rebellion against God. And in that, he adopted us. In his love, he adopted us. Romans 5, 6 says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans 5, 10 says, While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. What moved God that we would be adopted? Was it our sinfulness? Was it our need? Was it to be rescued? No. It's answered for us here in verse number 6. Look what he says. To the praise of his glorious grace. God adopted us. God chose us. God has saved us. God has redeemed us. He has heaped spiritual blessings upon us. Why? (laughs) To the praise of his glorious grace. You see, God adopted us in our unworthiness to make his grace look great. You were adopted for the praise of the glory of his grace. God's action in adopting us is radically God-centered and God-exalting. So have you been blessed by God? Yeah, we have. Have you been blessed in the fact of knowing that God has chosen you and he's adopted you and he has blessed you with these spiritual blessings? Do you believe it? Do you live that way? Are you living and experiencing these blessings in the heavenly places? If we're not careful, we could look at God's word and we could say, yeah, that's true. Yeah, thanks for telling me about these spiritual blessings, Mike. Kind of sounds like a uh, uh, a warranty given out by uh, you know extended warranty plan from the... Uh, Sears and Roebuck place, you know, sounds great, but really it's kind of worthless. We've been blessed with spiritual blessings. What we need to do is recognize those and live in those. Knowing what God says about me is true. Knowing what God says about you is true. Let's pray together.